Welcome back to the Power and Lifting Podcast. I'm your host, Solana Lewis. Today's episode, I'm excited. I like when I get to have a good on conversation with just me and you or whoever's listening, you and your friends, one-on-one, whatever we're doing. But we get to just have a conversation about a topic that people have been bringing up to me that multiple clients and people who just follow me have mentioned and multiple Q&As. Um, just a topic that I think anyone from a new lifter to even an advanced lifter could get something out of because it's going to happen to all of us. It has happened to all of us if you power lift. And I'm going to talk to you guys about the fear of failing. Specifically, you know, how to get or push past the fear of failing and not letting it stop you from doing your heavy lift, uh, from performing the best you can on the platform, from performing the best you can even in the gym if you're not competing. So yeah, I'm gonna just dive into that topic. I have five specific bullet points to go through to help you push past the fear of failing. And before I dive into the fear of failing, I have to talk to you about Sabo deadlift shoes because they are my favorite shoes to wear on the platform for deadlifts. I've been wearing Sabo deadlift shoes for two years. They're excellent quality. They last a long time, literally had the same pair of two years, still holding strong and they have amazing grip. They're flat on the floor. They have everything from some deadlift shoes with a small heel to heavy duty ones that are heavier. They have slippers. They have the easy deadlift shoes, which are my personal favorites. They're lightweight, like a wrestling shoe, but with a wider toe box. So you're not like squishing your toes together. So I appreciate them a lot. You can use code Solana on maxbarbell.com to grab some at 10% off or go to maxbarbell.com slash discount slash Solana and save yourself 10%. Okay, so how to get past the fear of failing. So this first tip is probably more for a beginner powerlifter because if you've been doing this for a while, you failed before. (laughs) So my number one tip is practice failing. I know, now hear me out. Really, I mean this for pretty much just a squat because you don't have to practice feeling a deadlift, you just drop it. But I have a lot of athletes who come to me and they've never done me before and they've never really followed a powerlifting program before, but they've been squatting, benching and deadlifting and they want to get into the sport and they will always be the most scared about their squat. And they're like, you know, I'm scared to go heavier because well, if I fail it, I don't know. I'm just nervous. And it's different when the bar's on your back versus the bar being on the floor. Or even when you're benching, you know, you can... You can still apply this as well. Um, You know, the bar is over your face. So I guess it's just as scary. But, you know, if you practice filling your squat by literally just setting up the safeties so that you come down, don't do it with like the heaviest weight you can. Do it with some sub max, like 50%, maybe 60%. But literally go down into your squat and then let let the bar rest in the safeties. Like, that's it. It's nothing crazy. Do it once or twice just so you know, hey, if I were to fail a lift, the worst thing that will happen is I would just gently put this bar or maybe not gently get the bar on the safety safeties and I would get up and just, you know, take the weight off, put the bar back up and keep going. It's really not as scary if you let yourself do it on purpose first. So that's my number one tip. And even for bench press, especially if you lift alone. Ooh, if you lift alone, yeah. Practice feeling a bench. Make sure your safety is set up in the right spot. Um, and 
you know, just do a failure to you and then you won't be scared because you know you won't die. That's the most simple one. Now, number two, if you're going for a heavy lift, it can be a PR on or off the, well, in this case, I'm definitely saying off the platform because on the platform you'll have spotters, but this has helped me a lot. Ask for a spotter. Now, I that may potentially sound like common sense to some of y'all, but for other people who are like me, I hate bothering people at the gym. And I love my gym and we have a powerlifting section, but I'll be honest, like I train between 7.30 or 8 a.m. when I get started. And if I'm doing like heavy squat or even if it's Saturday, I'm training, like there's typically not a lot of people around. And so I have to legit ask someone who I may have seen twice, but I don't even know like anything about them to spot me. And it can be intimidating or just straight up annoying. But if I know that someone's behind me or that two people are on the sides of the barbell to catch it if I fall, that does two things for me. Number one, it at least eases my mind because I don't like failing on a, on a competition rack. Like, I don't like it at all. <laughs> um, and number two, it actually pushes me to have more like of a fire underneath my butt when I go for the lift. I'm like, yo, there's like two people right next to me right now. And I don't want them to see me fail. And also, I don't want them to actually have to spot me. <laughs> So it can help push you a bit more. It may be scary. You may be thinking, well, if I do that, like, and they see me fail, that's humiliating. And we'll get that in a second. But honestly, it's going to push you to not want to fail. And so that can be the difference between you getting the lift barely and you not getting it. And also on top of that, with the safeties of a spotter of spotters, you at least you know you're not going to die. <laughs> You're probably not going to die, right? So that's another big thing to help you out when you are going for a heavy lift, especially squat or bench in the gym. One rep max. Number three. Now, this one's huge. This one is something that is so, like, if you have it, you are blessed. And if you don't have it, you need to go look for it. I made an episode once called Why Powerlifters Need Community, or the title was something like that. And community, aka having people who you vibe with, who you talk to, y'all are cool. Y'all love lifting together. You come at the same time. You got your gym crew. They're going to cheer you on. They're going to hype you up. They're going to spot you so you're not you know, scared you're going to die. You are confident that they know how to spot because they're your crew. That's huge. Like there is nothing like going for a heavy PR squat bench or deadlift. And you have like six, seven people screaming for you and you know, they're there for you. And also if you fail it, like they'll be like, they'll say it's okay. You know, like they've all failed before themselves. That's huge guys. Like if you don't have a powerlifting community, but you train the gym, Start talking to people at your gym, even if it's not a powerlifting gym. Like someone had to notice that you're over there squatting two plates, three plates, and they can't do that themselves. They think it's cool. Like at least become friends with somebody so you can have someone to comfortably spot you at the gym. And if you're at a powerlifting gym and you don't have a community, you're not trying. Because this sport, everyone is so freaking nice. Like, of course, there's always going to be that person who's not. But like, there's 
everyone wants to support you. Like, no one wants to be like, ew, let me go in the corner by myself and live by myself quietly for two hours. Like, really, I've never met anyone who's like that. And if they, if you think they're like that, they may just have RBF, resting B face, like I do. And the second you toss them, they're smiling. Because I have been told, I used to go to a different gym. I barely go there anymore, can I move? But I used to go to a gym, different place in Jersey, where most of my lifting friends are actually still at. And we're all really chill now. And they all tell me, like when they first met me, they were extremely intimidated by me. One, because they just knew me from Instagram. I'm like, why am I scared on Instagram? Like, I don't know. <laughs> but two, because they were like, yo, like you look so serious. You look so, like, you look pissed off. I was scared to even say hi. I'm like, bro, I'm just focusing on my lips. Like, I'm not even pissed off. And like, we became friends. And like, I'm smiling every time I talk, but I don't, I don't smile unless I'm talking to somebody. So just know, just know. There is community for you if you're at a gym training. You have to talk to people and get yourself out of your shell, okay? And number two, if you train by yourself, if you train by yourself, the least you could do is have an online community, you know, like a Facebook group of people who are strong, who you can tell them you're going for a PR. I'm not saying get on Zoom and let them have them watch you, you know, whatever, but like you can tell them you're going for a PR. So, you know, someone cares. So it pushes you to actually go for it. Like, I'm serious. You'd be surprised, man. There are people who will like go 10 pounds less than they plan on going and then you knew you're supposed to go for PR. You're just too scared. And like, no one knew you're going for that PR anyway. So you're like, you know, I, the only person holding me accountable is me. But you can at least have that accountability on, with the online community. You can. My strong woman group on Facebook, like it's free group. It's got over 150 members and they're so supportive. There are people in there who barely talk in the group, but they will DM me every once in a while. Like, yo, I'm getting so much out of this. There are people who talk a lot and they can't wait to share like what they did, right? So like the fact that someone cares is huge. Have community, go find your community, get people to hype you up, cheer you on. Trust me, it'll be a game changer. Tell them you're going for a PR. Open up your mouth and tell them you're going for a PR. It's scary to do because then you have to commit to going for it, but there's nothing like being pushed to do what you intended to do. Leading me to number four. Number four. So failures will happen. And a lot of people are scared to death of failing. And it's not just because they don't want to, you know, fail, like they, they want to get the lift, but it's because they're, they have a fear that they'll look stupid. They have this crazy fear that like people from all over the gym will look at them and be like, wow, look at you, you idiot. You didn't get the lift. Um, I put up a poll today or a question box on Instagram before I made this um, recording. And one person's response, because I was asking like, hey, what are the mental barriers that like um, cause anxiety when you're training for powerlifters? And someone said, and quotes, if I fail a lift, I'm going to look like a poser slash faker with no concept of her physical limits. LOL, <laughs> dummy F I know. <laughs> but it's not dumb because people really think that everyone will turn and be like, wow, I thought you were a power lifter. Look at you failing. You look stupid. This girl is dumb. We hate you. Die. Like, <laughs> no one does that. No one does that. And you have to realize that like, every single person who's legitimately been powerlifting for, I don't know how long, 
I don't know, at least, let's say at least a year. Like, you probably failed a lift before. And maybe they haven't failed a lift, like, horribly, like, shit of, like, falling on the floor and, like, needed spotters. But, like, you've at least gone for a heavy set of three, and you got to two, and you said, nope. You said, nope, not happening. Rack. Like, it happens to every human being. And just because you don't see people posting it doesn't mean it doesn't happen. And just because you may not see me post it myself, and I'll be honest, I don't have a ton of fails, a ton, but I have them. And I think I've only posted one that I failed in training, but I've had, you know, I've had a few and I just like, don't post it. Maybe I should DM me if you think I should post a fail whenever I have a fail. So y'all can like <laughs> see me being an actual human being. Um, but they happen to everyone. No one's going to think you're dumb. So you have to get that idea out of your mind. That is what's called a limiting belief. A limiting belief is a belief that is preventing you from taking a step that will help you, a step that will push you further, a step that will get you closer to your goal. It's a limiting belief. And want to know a secret, guys? Most limiting beliefs are lies. Yeah, like it's a lie that, quote, unquote, everybody will think you look dumb if you fail a lift. And if you're not at a powerlifting gym, I get why it'd be more intimidating because you're like, there's going to be some old dude on the elliptical who's going to say you shouldn't have gone that heavy. And I told you you're going to hurt your back. But you have to literally not give a damn about them. Like you have to not care. That guy on the treadmill, I promise you, like he's probably just a miserable old hag. That He's probably someone who has a bunch of limiting beliefs himself and they stopped him from getting farther in life. You have to care less about people's opinion. You just do. Like, I promise, guys, if I cared <laughs> a lot about the opinions of everyone in my life, I would not be a powerlifting coach. Because when I tell you, and I love my fam, my family, but when I told my family I want to be a personal trainer, they were disappointed. And then when I became one right after college, they were hoping I'd go back to school and get a master's. And then when I said I want to do this for the rest of my life, they were very upset. <laughs> um, they being my parents. And then when I decided to start my own business in 2020 and like legit, like become a legit business um, during a pandemic, they said, aren't you going to switch careers? Like, obviously, no one's going to pay you to train them. Everyone's scared for their life. And when I moved out in 2020, in July, moved away from my family because I was losing my mind. I was losing my mind, y'all. Love them. Love them. But being locked in the house, not cute. They were like, what's wrong with you? You're not going to be able to, like, do that if you're, you know, like, how are you going to make ends meet? Like, we're in a pandemic. You're a trainer. And at that point, I was a powerlifting coach online. And um, I did it anyways because I didn't care. <laughs> and now you know, I'm a fully booked coach. And I'm not in any way trying to brag. I swear to you, I, that's just not trying to turn into the show of, oh, Solana is so cool. Um, it still blows my mind that I'm living my dream life. Like, I'm obsessed with being a powerlifting coach. I love this sport so much. I want you to succeed in this sport. I want you to go for that one more max. I want you to push yourself. I want you to have the time of your life, make all the friends, lifting heavy weights, have something in common, multiple people. I want you to just be happy. And you can only do that if you do things that are really hard.
seriously, if you do things that are hard, that people doubt you can do, when you accept the challenge and go for it, that's when you can level up. And when you hit it, when you hit the lift, it's going to feel phenomenal. And if you fail it, okay. Okay. Like you failed it. You'll get it next time, hopefully. No promises. <laughs> but it's okay. So that was number four. Failure happens. Failure makes you mentally stronger. Go for it regardless of what anyone thinks. Put yourself out there. It's okay. Number five. All right. So number five is visualize getting the lift. Now I talked about this in a different episode. I don't know which one. So we're on, we're on episode 84 now. So at this point, I forget. But I talked about this on a previous episode, right? But I'm going to actually make a little adjustment to it. All right. As we grow, as we evolve, y'all, as we learn, we think we can look back and say, hey, I have a slightly different perspective now, and that's okay. Doesn't mean the first one was wrong. Doesn't mean it was the best. Doesn't mean this one's the best, but this is my perspective. So step one, visualize getting the lift, right? And don't, don't just wait till you get to the gym to like think about it, because at that point, you're just scared to death of failing it. Like visualize it like the night before. Like, okay, y'all... <laughs> Um, I did, oh, I made a recent episode about like how to plan for your PRs, right? And so example, so this training block today is October 13th, my nephew's birthday. He just turned six, October 13th, 2023. Oh, 2022, Lord Jesus. And I am going for a PR squat double this Saturday in two days. Okay. But you let me tell you, I planned out this PR three and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Okay. I've been visualizing this PR for 24 days. I go to sleep, not every night. I'm not going to pretend like every night at all, all I think about, like I got like a whole other life going on too, but I go to sleep and there are nights where I smile as I hit the pillow because I start thinking about how good it's going to feel to hit this squat double PR. I go in the gym and if it's a squat day, but it's not obviously not the day, I'm excited how I'm like, this is going to help me push towards my PR. If you want to know how to plan out your PRs, listen to that episode. Okay. Uh, I think it's called how to guarantee training PRs, but the point is I am, it's in like, it's ingrained. Oh my God. It's ingrained in my brain. What's going to look like when I hit it. It's going to be a beautiful moment. I can't wait to record it. I can't wait to watch it six times after I hit it. Like we're going to hit this double and I visualized it for 24 days. So think about hitting that lift before you go to freaking sleep. When you're looking at your training program and you're all excited to look at your training program, visualize the lift. Look at the, uh, for me, it's week four. Every week four, right now at least, um, that's when I go to get to go to heaviest. Look at week four of your program on week one. If that's how your program is set up. I don't know if you can see that far ahead, if your coach program's that far ahead. Um, but look at it early and start thinking, yo, if I build into this PR, if I build into this number, like what can I hit on week four? And you're not going to PR every single block, all right? I said, I said that in the episode too. But if you know you can, plan it out. And then visualize it. But also, here's a little, little twist. 
where I'm making an adjustment, where I said something before, and I'm not taking it back, but I'm adding to it. Um, visualize <laughs> failing the lip too. I listened to a podcast. It was months ago. It was about a very high level powerlifter who went to a therapist, a sports therapist. And this particular powerlifter, I won't say names, was talking about how they, when they went to the therapist, um, the reason they went was because like they had some really high level meets where they like didn't do well. They, they, They bombed out of a big meet and they were like, yo, I am so scared to do that again. It gives me anxiety. Like, I, I just don't know what to do. Like, I feel stuck now. And they mentioned that the therapist said, well, have you visualized, like, getting this lift? And the person's like, yeah, of course. And then the therapist was like, have you visualized, have you visualized failing the lift? And that was a big turning point. Like, what happens if you fail? Like, literally say this out loud, whatever your name is. I'm going to use my name. If you're in the car, if you're in the bathroom, whatever, say it out loud. What happens to Lana if you fail this lift? What happens? Literally nothing, <laughs> nothing, right? Like if you're in a meet, what happens if you fail the lift? Okay. It might suck. It might knock down your placing. You may be at regionals or a state meet and you want to go against your best friend or that dude who's in their weight class and it might knock you down a placement. And trust me, I know that sucks. I'm a very competitive person. I do not like to downplay how passionate I am about competition. Like that's what drives me. I get it. It's not like, you know, no big deal, but I will say what happens? Like essentially nothing right? So you're going to have to have the mental fortitude to push past, okay, if you fail the lift, you have to keep going. If you're in a meet, you fail the lift, you have to focus on the next one. If you're in a meet and you failed your third squat, you can't let that carry you through the rest of the meet or you're going to fail your, fail your last deadlift. The statistics for people who fail their final squat, failing the last deadlift is more than like 66%. Don't quote me. I heard that recently on a podcast. <laughs> I don't even know where they got that freaking number from, but it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't because when I look at other people on open powerlifting, I will like legit for fun, y'all. I'll go on open powerlifting, look at high level lifters numbers just to see like the trends and like who goes nine for nine, who goes six for nine. Uh, I like to compare on tested. It makes me laugh. (laughs) I would look at their numbers. I'm like, hmm, one side had a lot more reds than the other. And I'll be looking and I'm like, you know, when you fail the third squat, I see a lot of failed deadlifts. And part of that is mental. Like you can't let your failed first lift, whatever lift it is, ruin the rest of your meets. You can't let it ruin the rest of your training session. You don't get to go home and pout and cry if you fail your third squat in a meet. And you don't get to go home, pout and cry if you fail your your deadlift at the gym for your top set and you still have to do your back downs. You still have to finish out your accessories. If I curse on this show, if I curse on this podcast, I would say, you can't be a little B, a little B-I-T-C-H, all right? You can't. Like, pull up the bootstraps, all right? If you fail the lift, it will suck. Keep going. It's really that simple. Get, get mad for 20 seconds max. Move on. Don't, doesn't mean you don't go back, circle back, think about what happened, think about what we could have done better, but not right away. You don't have time for that, all right? So 
visualize getting a lift, but visualize pushing past feeling a lift too. Because once I started doing that a little bit, it just gave me a different, a different feel when I was like, I'm going to go for this and, I'm, and I want to hit it. And I trust me, I'll still be pissed if I don't hit it. But if I don't hit it, I have to keep going. What happens if I don't hit it? I have to still bench in that lift. All right. So huh. in conclusion, let's rerun through these five, these five bullet points of, of how to get past the fear of failing. Number one, practice failing. And I say that again for newer people. If you've been lifting, like I've been practicing for seven years. I failed enough squats, all right? I'm not, I'm not practicing it. I'm good. But, I just pra- but if you've never failed a squat before or bench or that de- well, not that lift, but if you never failed a squat or bench, like please just practice like twice, okay? And then move on. Number two, ask for spotters. Just do it. I don't want to hear you're scared. Oh no, I'm nervous. What if they say no? No one says no. I've never seen someone say no. And I'll ask the person who looks like the, the most competent and the most able to do it, you know, but ask for a spotter. Number three, community, go get some. All right. There's no excuse to not have one. You may not have, you may be at a home gym. Online community works too. I have a whole free Facebook group for you, girl. If you're, if you're a dude, I don't got you. But if you're a girl, I got you. Um, if you're in a gym, someone's looking at you lifting anyways. Especially if you're a woman with more than 135 on the bar, that's unheard of at commercial gym still. Talk to somebody. If you're at a palacing gym, literally no excuse. Get off your butt and open your mouth. There's no excuse. I don't want to hear any excuse from you. Like literally, there's like be ashamed that you still haven't talked to anybody if you have no friends at your palacing gym and then open up your mouth and stop. Stop not having friends. Number four, failure happens. It makes you stronger. It will happen eventually, and no one's going to laugh at you and, and point at you and call you a loser and say you're the worst person ever. It never happens. Number five, visualize getting a lift and visualize what happens if you fail. All right? Those are your five bullet points to push past the fear of failing a lift. Y'all, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review on Spotify. Leave an actual uh, a written review, too. Helps get out to more people. Share with your friends. Share with your fam. Buy some Sabo Deadly shoes and have a great night. And catch y'all next time on the Power and Lifting Podcast. <laughs>